Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome back to the Starting Five Podcast, SB Nation Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I am the One Piece Shark, making his return, but not from COVID, though. What is good? Running the wing of responsibilities today. This is your corner man, Trev, and I'm going to continue to say this. Acknowledge our grindson, known as Dylan Brooks. What's good, everybody? My man, my man. And, and I, I didn't have COVID either. I just tore my ACL, um, but I think I'm back now. Uh, it's really shitty throwing it down to the big man down low. Yes, sir. It's Tev. Shakir, what to do, y'all? Happy, happy Sunday. Happy to be here. For sure, for sure. So, Grizzlies uh, still winning. You know, that is episode steady grinding. And last week, uh, of course, we predicted, we predicted four games, but we are recording before the fourth game, which is uh, against Portland today. So, we are actually recording for that game, but the episode will be released after that game. So, we will talk about the two games to happen this week. Philadelphia Monday, which I actually got a chance to go to uh, at Portland on Wednesday and at Sacramento, the game that we thought we were possibly going to get canceled due to all the COVID uh, things going on with them, but end up being played and we smacked them as well. So a three and no week so far. Gentlemen, how do y'all feel about these? Well, it's 10 out of 11 now. Yes, 10 out of 11. How do y'all feel? How, how's, how's it going? Last time I was on here today, well, you know, we was a little down. <laughs> They, they were streaking in the wrong direction. Yes, right. Absolutely. It just show you a few weeks difference can make. That, that's that's what that's about, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'll start my take on on this. Is what we talked about last week. It seems as though uh, this Grizzlies team is playing with a sense of urgency. It's um, they're taking to heart one of the things that we got on them about last season, which is. When the games you're supposed to win or the games that you have an opportunity to grab, go ahead and grab them. Like Monday's game against Philly, I said last week may have been tough, but I didn't know that Joel Embiid as well as Seth Curry would be out. But even then, the Grizzlies looked like that even if they were out there, they still probably would have smacked them by as much as they did. Um, Portland, I said last week as well, the Grizz killer was out and C.J. McCollum. Dane was still kind of in and out of the lineup uh, going through what he's been going through. Um, and it kind of showed in that game against uh, Portland and we were able to smack them easily as well. And Sacramento, we've owned Sacramento practically all season. So there's really not much you can really say there. 
Uh, I do want to commend uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. for his aggressive play, especially on Monday's game, because we definitely won Monday's game because of him, because he literally came out, and I think he's starting to realize that good things happen for the Grizzlies when you can impose your will on the game, regardless if you're scoring, rebounding, playing defense, staying out of foul trouble, whatever the case may be. He's finding a way to leave an imprint on the game and impact the game. And when he does that, good things happen for the Grizzlies. Uh, Dylan Brooks just continued to be Dylan Brooks. Uh, I, I forgot what the streak is at right now as far as him scoring 20. But typically when he goes for 20, the Grizzlies are pretty much in good shape. I think the Grizzlies only have one loss, and I think that was his first game back um, when he scores 20 points. So, again, shout out to the Grizz for a great week. Uh, as my, as Skyler would say, we're streaking in the wintertime, and it looks like it's uh, – is continuing on. So there you go. Yeah. Um, just to pay back off your point, Trevor, I, I'm not sure if we would have smacked Philadelphia the same way with the same amount of points if Joel um, and Seth were in the lineup. But I did see a better team uh, win that 48 minutes. That was the Memphis Grizzlies at that time. Um, and that to, that to me was actually the most impressive win of the week. Um, you know, Caroline with CJ McCollum being out and, you know, this Kings and the COVID, like everything like in, in dismay, so to speak. So there was just kind of like some weird energy I felt like in Sacramento. Um, but that Philadelphia one was huge to me. Um, a big win. Cab, you said you were there. So I, I'm sure you can talk about the presence and how it felt being there. Um, acknowledging this 10 and one that we are on um, and people keep, forgetting that we're missing arguably our best player and we're not talking about we're missing our best player we're talking about winning the next 48 minutes of basketball and that's exactly how it's supposed to be um so kudos to, to Jenkins about that and you know I've been one that's been on his tail a lot just about his coaching and his coaching style but he's showed and impressed me um in these last 11 games and let's just make it a great season we're currently I believe four games ahead in the division um and we're in the fourth seed in the west right now um, so if COVID were to say, hey, we need to go to the bubble, you know, we're locked in for a playoff spot and a home court advantage, so to speak, for the playoff spot, something that I don't think we all kind of saw, so to speak. We all wanted the division to win. Um, but being in a predicament where we're not in a playing situation is awesome. And to have your best player coming back soon um, is even better news. Um, again, I've been hard on Triple J as well. Triple J has done a phenomenal job um these last 11 games of carrying us without John Moran I don't think it's really him though um I believe it's the the grind son um that I need to acknowledge here uh, of Dylan Brooks now if I can have a quick caveat about this my name today is Tsunami Shidi thank God thank God the Grizzlies did not trade Dylan Brooks for Kelly Oubre thank God um, because Kelly Oubre has been sticking up the court um, ever since that supposed trade. And Dylan Brooks has been everything we needed, and we need to sign him for an extension before he gets paid. I've said that multiple times before. He's our second best player. Um, I said that when we had the Heat in town, and I will still argue that point. And he's proving his point time and time again and getting the acknowledgement, not only just from us, but I think also from ESPN and other sports outlets that get more money than we do. Um, so kudos to Dylan Brooks, um, kudos to the Grizzlies, but kudos to Coach Jenkins for really keeping us intact in this run in these last 11 games. Hopefully we do get the bag one day, Sheedy. 
that's something we're going to manifest all 2022, man. Here we go. <laughs> but uh, speaking of numbers, man, so I'm going to come in with the numbers on this one. Um, top four record in the Western Conference, top five record overall uh, for the Grizzlies. And, you know, just a few weeks ago, like we were saying, Cap, you came in and we were kind of talking like, what we doing, y'all? Like, what? where's the energy? Where's the fortitude? And now here we are now. So it's just crazy literally how a few weeks can make a difference just like that uh with a number one defensive team in the in the league number one in rebounding second in blocks so you can accredit you know jaren as well as big steve and them uh for doing that thing with that um uh speaking of jaren and hats off to him for playing aggressive like y'all said he's showing that the team can really uh use his energy offensively just the one for 13 over the last few games. That's what he's shooting from three. Uh, we need you to do better, big dog. <laughs> we need you to do better than one for 13 from three. But other than that, Jaron, uh, playing very solid. Uh, here we, we at the S5 Nation are proud of you. What you got, Trap? Yeah, I can live with the one of 13 if he's like six of 10 from everywhere else. If from he's getting everywhere to the basket, else. Yeah, if he's getting to the basket and getting to the line, I, I can live with the one for 13. It's just. Yeah, you would want him to shoot better from three, but if he's doing well everywhere else, then just cut down your uh, three-point attempts and just focus there. It's, it's just that simple. Right. I, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. But I mean, but hey, bringing up numbers again, Grizzlies are tied for number three in points per game in, in all of the, 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 the league. So they're saying we are getting buckets, uh, the grandson, grandson doing his thing. Um, a player I like to definitely highlight is, is Tyus Jones. You know, uh, one thing we like to preach is consistency is key. Um, and respectfully, he's been our backup point guard for the last three years. So him being able to step up and come, you know, make plays and make plays for others has is, is been pretty cool, which is why I say hashtag trade job because we don't need him anymore. We he, He's not our franchise player. We, we got franchise players. He don't mean a thing to the city. Um, the city – you really don't want him here anyway, so hashtag trade on my rent. End scene. <laughs> right. Was that a was that a tragedy or a drama play? Are you writing a play or something? He he's trolling. I I, I know too when he's trolling. That's, I was asked that everyone. through my phone, just randomly text. We'll get like, to ESPN. Oh, we'll get to ESPN oh, in a minute. ESPN they take got a point. The Grizzlies are rolling with ten out of eleven. You know, we got players stepping up. Why do we need him? Why do we Sharky, need him? Sharky go. Why do we need Sharky him? Go. It was quick. It was clickbait. The arc had nothing to do with it. I didn't read it, but someone in GBB did put a screenshot. It was a question he had. He was answering from a fan who asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> he and he said no, they shouldn't try to drop Morant in that article. <laughs> clickbait is oh, it's fine. Okay. Okay. It, okay. It's fine. It's, I want him to read it because it's cow. But uh, go back to some of y'all points. Uh, Tyus Jones, I did tweet about him this week. I was like, shout out to Tyus. I did. So, like, the week when we all was kind of like, uh, I was at the Grizzlies, you know, when y'all got hurt and we was on the little streak losing. And all of us, including myself, was like, I'm not sure going forward. I was the one who was like, you know, last year he got hurt and they stood the hell surge. So I was like, I did. We have seen it. So, hopefully, they just galvanize, come together and do it. And it's exactly what they did. And they actually look better. Look better this year than they did last year, even at the time. Same thing happened again. Lucky break with injuries, but hey, we missed our best player. So, hey, uh, we need some lucky breaks because guess what? We don't have a break right now because our best player is out. Um, the defense intensity is there. That's all we asked for at the beginning of the season. Our problem with Jaron Jackson, I know people disagree with our show, uh, making like we just 
been down to Triple J or something. Hey, exactly what Trevor just said. When he was missing threes early in the season, what was he doing? Missing threes and going to the bench. Now we missing threes, guess what he's doing? He's taking Anthony Davis to the hole. He's uh, taking advantage of mismatches. Uh, I saw – I went to a game early in the season when P.J. Tucker was on him, and he stood out beside the three-point line. That ain't the same Jaren that we're watching right now. When he gets a smaller matchup, he's taking him to the paint. That's the difference. That's the reason we got him early in the season. If y'all want to say it was him getting his legs under him, well, for the reason he is now, he's playing now. Okay. So we can all come to agreement that he's playing well, and we're happy for it. And, you know – that's how we are surviving this break. Another player I want to give a shout-out to, and I guess we, uh, I could go and go to the Philly Defier game. I was actually a little upset because I kind of went because I didn't want to see Joel and uh, <laughs> um, And find out, like, right before tip-off that he, could, that he wasn't playing. I was like, all right, really? I was the same way at the Houston game because I was looking forward to seeing KPJ and Jalen like, Green. But, you know, it is what it is. Shaggy, that's been happening a lot to you lately, huh? Ooh, tough spot. <laughs> Tough spot. Not not right now. Hey, too. Hey, not right now. I'm, I'm fine. I'm making, most, world, I'm making the most out of this Nashville trip, so I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm praying for you, man. I'm good. We just doing everything we was gonna do after the game. We just had to do it during you know during the time the game was just gonna go on. So that's <laughs> fine with me. I was making the whole weekend out of me anyway. But uh, shout out to uh, you know everybody know what happened to Memphis and Tennessee. But uh, back to the Christies. The Monday game, it was just, you know, they just smacked them. It was just pretty easy game uh rest of the week. Um I mean pretty easy. Sacramento played tough in the first half. Uh Portland played them tough. They came back to the lead in the third quarter. Grizzlies. And it looked like it was going, you know, the first game we played them early in the season. We led the whole game. Then we led we led the halftime. Portland won the run in the third quarter and it just blew us out. That game started to go like that. And in the fourth quarter, we started hitting our threes. Because all Portland was doing is hitting their threes. Yeah, and four quarters we start. We got because you got everything in the first matchup. You got everything you would want to win the first matchup. Like you had, you pretty much contained Dame because Dame struggled in this past game as well. But they just started hitting their threes, and CJ happened. Um, but in this matchup, you didn't have CJ, so a little bit different result there. And then, like you said, Memphis will start making threes. Go ahead, Chief. Yeah, and another killer, and I get back to Sharky. Another killer that the Portland does not have that would kill us, uh, especially in second chance points, especially in that corner, now plays for the Lakers, and that's Carmelo Anthony. Thank God, because he used to assassinate us in the corner for those second chance opportunities. Right, exactly. Um, and that guy, Norman Powell, was the one who was kind of killing us. But like I said, four quarter, we had some answers. Um, no CJ this time. Press up CJ, collapsing long. I don't know, you know. I hope they never have to find out what that means, how that feels. But I prayers are to him. Hopefully, he gets better soon for real. Um, but that's the Grizzlies. We gotta go to our Grizz of the week, players of the week. Uh, I'm gonna give it to him. But Desmond Bang, Bang, Bang. Look at here. <clears throat> the first game of uh, the game against Philadelphia, he only scored. I don't know four. Uh, he didn't score that many points, like six points or something. But he had eight rebounds and six assists. Or six rebounds, I guess it's some, you know, something along those lines. Like he did, he's showing his playmaking ability uh, as like a ball handler. Everything he, we saw in, in the summer league, he's actually working on now. He just continues to get better. He's looking like, you know, now we got a question. You know, we was talking about should we make a trade? Jaden Brown trades coming up and stuff. Now we with De- the way Destin Bang looking, you kind of got to like 
think now. Like, hold on. <laughs> There's a certain somebody whose name is probably finna get moved, probably look to get moved before the trade deadline. So um I will stay woke on that. Hmm. Yep. But yep, Destin Bay is my pick. Uh the rest of the week he had 23 points against Portland, 24 against Sacramento. So I mean it's I mean you can pick anybody, but I'm gonna pick Destin Bain for this one. This week he's shown more in other aspects of his game that you know I ain't gonna say we didn't know he, he had. We saw a summer league, but now we see it on NBA court. And that's what's making make, making a difference in with him for me. Well, my, my grizz of the week goes to the grind sign himself, Dylan Brooks. Uh practically since he's been back and he's been back to you know, staying uh, consistent in the lineup. The Grizz have been have not missed a beat at all since he's been back. Um, as I mentioned earlier, pretty much when he scores 20, the Grizzlies are in good shape. Uh, I think the Grizzlies only have one loss on the season when he scores 20. And I think this is maybe his fourth or fifth straight game of actually scoring 20 points. Uh, for the Grizzlies. So, again, I'm not sure off the top of my head what the streak is. But as I mentioned before about Dylan Brooks, he is one of those guys where when he's in the lineup, just him being on the floor, doing what he does on both sides of the ball is infectious for the rest of the team. He may not be your second best or maybe even your third best player, but he's just one of them guys you just have to have on the floor. And I think – during this streak it's not solely because of him because it is kind of an extension of it but it's a sum of all of his parts but you can't ignore uh the fact that dylan brooks being back and being in the lineup consistently um is a part of why the grizzlies are streaking right now so dylan brooks gets my uh grizz of the week yeah um I didn't want to give him any more shine than I've already because I said the tsunami part earlier. Um, I do want to, before I get my Grizzly Week, let's let's start this campaign for Desmond Bain for MIP, uh, Most Improved Player of the Year as well, um, because, I mean, he's averaging somewhere around 17, 18, I would assume, points per game, night in, night out, um, giving us what he can. One of the best shooters realistically in the league, three-point shot, I um, and create his own shot as well. Um, but my Grizzly Week actually does go to my man. I I can't – every time I turn on the channel and I'm looking at our team, uh, the Grizzlies, I always see this player making really smart plays, man, and that's his Kyle Anderson. Um, he had 13 and 11. Um, one game – I can't – go ahead, Shark. Go ahead, Kevin. Not big, Not Big John? No, no, because I'm I'm saving Big John. <laughs> I, I saw there was a question, and I want to make sure I give my yeah to that one. <laughs> um, but but um, for the week, I had to give up to Kyle Anderson, man. He just makes – it's just timely plays. Like Again, they're not going to show up on the stat sheet. It's not going to be he's going to give you, you know, 25 and 12 like that, right? He just makes timely, timely stops on defense. To the point against the Blazers, I think that's the game he did have 13-11. Um, and then he wasn't like the the catalyst, so to speak, to start for uh, our comeback, but definitely a part of it as well. Um, but, again, every time you turn on the TV, every time you look at, you know, we need a stop, we need another possession, Kyle Anderson is around and a part of that. So uh, give me Kyle Anderson uh, for Grizz of the Week this week. 
It's funny because this was also going to be the part that I came on and said that the Grizz have looked good without, you know, Kyle Anderson being in the star lineup. Of course, that's something that I've advocated for um, because it's, you know, chemistry issues. And we, you know, defensively that it brings that aggression because he does, like you said, Sheedy does the dirty work and do everything that's supposed to be done. But with the emergence of Desmond Bain and Desmond being underrated defensively, in my opinion, too, because he does have a physical body and can get after you. Um, He's also my player of the week, Desmond Bain. Player of the week, like his his progression has been a one, and it's been you know in the future it could possibly question whether or not you know Desmond or, or Brooks is going to be the second, third man, however you want to put it after Ja. Like that's the kind of progressions he's having this season. Um, so definitely right now, Desmond Bain, keep doing your thing. Uh, that's my Grizz of the week. But he he he's the reason why I'm I'm taking a step back and saying, okay, slow mo, definitely come off the bench and do your thing now because. He, you know, he can't do anything. He's doing this thing and the Grizz are rolling. So, and I agree with that point because I think you and I agreed about that at the beginning of the season about Kyle Anderson starting and Desmond Dane coming off the bench. But Skylar was right. We were wrong. Hey, um, so, we hey, got, hey, and, and Sharky, and Sharky, yeah. But, and, and we'll, and I'm fine with eating those losses just like Jameis Winston. I'm fine. <laughs> and Sheedy, w- welcome, welcome to the uh Desmond Bain MIP uh campaign because I did plant the seed on Let's Be Real when we were doing our awards previews for most improved player. So welcome to the campaign. We're gonna get this whole thing going, man. Let's get it. One thing, one thing before we move forward is like I want us to be able to, you know, talk to each other as brothers and like admit when we're wrong as sports quote unquote analysts, right? So, you know, we were wrong. And it's cool. Just like the people who asked if we should trade John Morant was wrong. And it's cool. It's cool. It's all right. Just take it L and then keep it moving. All 2022. And it's also it's also correct to be right in a moment and wrong later. Like about triple fancy triple J. It's okay to be hey, it's okay. he was struggling here. Yeah. <laughs> we said and we called him out for struggling. <laughs> and we it's sat okay. here when he started playing well, we gave him his flowers for playing well. So like we're not gonna sugarcoat anything on, on, on starting five. If you're playing bad, we're going to acknowledge that you're playing bad. It's like it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> That's part of being human, knowing you're admitting when you're wrong. It's called growth. It's called maturity. Oh. So there you go. Well, before we get to our uh, Twitter question, let's get to the upcoming week. We have, like I said, Portland, y'all already did the prediction. Uh, so like I said, the game, the episode comes out after the episode, so we're just going to skip that one. Um, got OKC. Uh, you know what happened last time we played to him. Shea Gilders is probably playing this time. He's been hitting game winners and almost game winners before Dante Graham hit a crazy uh, – Four court shot, but <laughs> uh, got the rematch at Golden State on Thursday, and no Clay Thompson. Let's get it. Uh, and we play Sacramento again next Sunday in Sac Town, which I'll get for this week in those two games. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. 
I'll go first. Uh, I give me three and one with the one coming from the obvious. Um, especially if Steph Curry plays. Um, I don't. I don't think that the Grizz. You know that the, the Warriors lose twice. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, cool. Rock with both teams, but uh, it's in Golden State, and I don't think the Warriors would allow anybody the Grizzlies to come in and, and win that one. So give me three and one win win against everybody else. Said that last time. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So we're we're doing the Portland game because I, I I counted only three no. games on there. So no, we're just three. doing the. The three of them. Just three, my bad. Two okay. and one, two and one. That's right. Because y'all predicted Portland. Y'all predicted the Portland last week. Yeah, we did. It's we coming did out. Portland last yeah, week. That's coming out after themselves, so kind of. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So I kind of want to do it. So I'm going to do it. I think we do have three and this week. I, I think we continue streaking. Um, granted, the game against the Thunder, I do believe that uh, SGA will be playing and it's going to be a much different outcome um than the last matchup i don't think we win by 70 plus points we probably win by <laughs> probably still win by 20 possibly but i th- do think we take care of business there i hate to say it but we have the warriors number uh it is it just seems like the Grizzlies are the only team that just somehow has the warriors i'm not saying that we just can beat them or things of that nature in a series four out of seven maybe we can that's a whole different story but I've noticed that Memphis has been one of those teams to give Golden State trouble. And I think Memphis could steal this one, or they could very much be blown out of the building. So it's it's either one of those two things. And then Sacramento, once again, um, as I've mentioned, I don't really see Memphis losing that game. Uh, so I, I, I'll i keep the grid streaking at 3-0. and All right. Um, oof. I can't go 500, right? Um, so, um, give me two on one um, this week. But hear me out. The loss is going to be against, I believe, the Thunder. Um, and the reason why I say the Thunder is because grown men just got slapped by 70-plus points against this team. So, as a grown <laughs> man, I hope they put on their pants. You know, so to speak, I mean, granted, I, I would love for them to go 3-0. and but I'm assuming that as a grown man, I'm not going to come back after I just got assassinated by 70 points as a NBA history record and not give my best. So I, I'm I'm assuming that the Thunder are going to be ready to play and that we're not. And we overlook them because we just gave them that 70 piece. And then, yes, I do believe we do beat the Warriors. Um, there's something in the air. I feel like it's going to keep us there. And the Kings are just a troubled franchise right now. Um, they can just trade everybody, um, including their coaches. It doesn't even matter at this point. Um, but give me two on one and again the loss against the Thunder. I guess all of us would be two and one. Uh with exception of Trevor. I go two and one. Uh I give us the loss to go to state. Uh simple reason. I think that's when Miss Abbott's player hurts us when you play against uh elite team instead of you know, we beat the Lakers, but Lakers ain't elite right now, right? <laughs> so, uh, you play against an elite team like Golden State, that's when you need your job and rent. And, you know, Shane, Golden State need job and rent to be out to find the beaters. So, 
you know, we can always take that with great salt as well. Too. <laughs> I mean, the game went in overtime. It was beginning of the season. I mean, it's a lot of things going on. Hey, right, don't forget, don't forget the play in game too. I was like, don't forget the play in. Hold on, different team, different team. Ah, different team, man. Different team. Come on now, don't Don't make me make that case out. Not on this one. Not on this one. Good energy about the Grizz. You know what I'm saying? I'm just say. I'm, I'm going to be watching that game head on from start to finish. I love both teams, man. love both teams. Can't help me. Can't help it. Yep. Next time we play them, Clay Thompson might be, you know, coming through that tunnel. So, we'll see. We'll miss some Dylan Brooks that first game, too. So, yeah, hopefully both teams will be fully rostered, and we'll see who the better team is at that point in time. <laughs> Look, but, with, um, with the karma I've been having all year, they may play each other in the playoffs. <laughs> with the karma I've been having this year. Second round, huh? Let's go. Why you say that? They don't want to you right now. Second round, let's get it. <laughs> Actually, no, it, it wouldn't be. They wouldn't match up to the conference finals. What they two now? Yeah, Golden State's at two as of today. Okay, right so Phoenix, Phoenix, one. Jump one. Oh, Phoenix one. is at one. Warriors gonna be one. Yeah, yeah. but let's go. I'll get to our Twitter questions. Uh, got one today. Like I said, I did say on Twitter. Sorry for the late notice. We got uh, meant to post it earlier. Um, but ended up posting it like an hour before we recorded. So uh, we only got one question, but that's cool. At least uh, got that one. Shout out to uh, Chris Rose. Uh, his Twitter handle is at crose1998. He asked the question, which of the garbage time players, which of the garbage time quotations players would agree as the UC as most likely to break into the main rotation long term? I guess this is, this is why I take the mic, right? You got to give it to Big John, man. I, I just I just need to see Big John give more time um, within, I guess, like breaking the rotation, so to speak, and being more continuous and consistent with his minutes. Um, I think Jenkins just like juggles his minutes depending upon who we're playing and then how much you know we're losing or winning by. Um, but John really provides against more of those Kyle Anderson type of things, those intangibles. Um, and again, things aren't going to show up on the stat sheet, but he's going to give you your heart and hustle. And that's part of what the Grizzlies are about right now and have been for, I don't know, over decades. Um, and so to me, I think it's John, uh, as I look at the rest of the guys, um, you know, you got Xavier Tillman, um, who I also believe should be up there as well in consideration for time. I think there's some type of chemistry that's going on between Xavier and Triple J when they're together. Um, I don't know if that's that that Spartan BS or whatever, but you know, maybe as an Ohio State fan, of course. Um, but maybe there's something to be said there. But to me, to me, it's Big John um and the West Side guys. Okay. Just for showing your love for Big John. I get it. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh for me, if I had to go with a player, I'm actually gonna say Killian Tilly. Um and uh, I know he's – I think he's currently still on a two-way contract right now. I really think you should – if the Grizz are, they should look to sign him for the rest of the season. Um, not sure when Brandon Clark is going to be back because we still have yet to see him. Yeah, granted he was – Brandon Clark was playing well prior to him uh, going out. I just think you could easily slide Killian Tilly in that role. Um, he helps space the floor for everyone uh, with his three-point shooting. Um, and he just – does enough to, to kind of warrant the minutes. So if I had to name somebody, I would probably lean towards Killian Tilly. 
um, over Big John. I'm sorry because I'm still trying to figure out between Big John and Jared Culver, Jared Culver who who should get that those minutes if if it came between those two to cracking the rotation. So uh, give me Killian Tilly um, as a guy. Right now, um, right now talking, I'm a, I'm gonna make it two one and say Big Big John. Um, when you got a three point shooter that's that's like him and giving it energy, like a a Grayson Allen. You know, I hate to bring him him back up into the pod, but you know, an energy player, somewhat pretty good defensive player, shooter off the bench. Um, I think any team could could use one of those. Um, and the fact that we have one that's pretty efficient, especially over the last few games, pretty efficient from three. Um, I think you can find a rotation for that kind of guy at, uh, at any point for sure. So I'm actually going to take another turn. I think both of those players, uh, Tilly and Big John Conchar, both could be a part of the rotation. And really, John Conchar really part of the rotation this year. He's really already part of the rotation, yeah. uh, even with everybody healthy. Um, and Kenny Tilly is a very good choice. I'm actually going to go. Rick the Ricky redrafted in the first round. Sati Adama. He's uh the minutes he has been giving, he has been really good. He's showing me something. Showing me that okay, I see the potential of why they did trade up to get him. Um his inside out game is really good. Like I said, similar to uh Tilly as well, but he's uh taller, of course. Um so I can very well I, I would choose him, but any one of those three very well could, especially if the Grizzlies were to make a big trade for like a star and condense the roster. One of those three players or two of those players will be part of rotation because you won't have as much talent because you were traded for a bigger piece. So that could very well be the case. But uh, all very good choices. Anybody got anything else? Nope. Well, that does it for this week's episode of Starting Five. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Starting Five and Number Five MEM. Uh, remember to follow the Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies. Uh, Check the blog out every day. They drop them in articles daily basis. And ch- check out the podcast network. Our podcast leads off, leads off on Monday. You got the 3D podcast, Core 4 podcast, The Long View, and GPP Live. Remember to follow me at the one underscore P Shark. I am at the Art of Trevor. And yes, of is still a preposition last time I checked. Acknowledge our grind sign. Um, I'm going to uh, take this time to acknowledge Shark. Uh, for beating Justin um, in fantasy. Um, so, pow, pow, pow. I'm riding with starting five. It's really shitty on Twitter in case you need me. <laughs> it is at Tab Shakira, man. Why we got to be so petty? It's the holiday season. Like, let's just all be great, man. And I'm yeah. giving out receipts. That's what I'm giving. Giving out the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> I also miss a couple of people too, like he told me, but you know, hey. <laughs> we, just had, we just had to be petty, didn't we? We just had to be petty. It is what it is. It it takes one to know one shitty. So I I, I know is <laughs> it, we just had we just had to do it. You know what? Okay. Forget it. <laughs> happy holidays, y'all. <laughs> yes, happy, happy, holidays. Happy, Merry, happy Merry holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate, Merry, Merry Christmas. happy holidays. Like, whatever y'all be saying, happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, no grievous. No grievous. <laughs>